I'm in Watford. Abdullah Abdullah is in Dubai, where he's talking about his work as a women's football analyst. You can subscribe for free to the Pressing Matters Substack, and you can read Queens of Europe, which is all about Olympique Lyonnais Feminin. How many goals were scored in the first half of Houston Dash's 5-1 defeat to OL Reign just last weekend? Excellent question. Yeah, I want to say all, all the goals, if I remember correctly, all six goals were scored in that, the first half. That must be unprecedented. Six first half goals and no second half goals. I think, yes, the fans have got what they wanted. Um Houston, that must have been a very depressing game to analyse from a Houston perspective. But if you're Jean-Michel Aula, who is on your football library card, uh, you'll be delighted. I didn't know. I didn't know that Seattle Reign had become OL Reign because Lyon now own 90% of the club. Three players have been loaned for the season. Le Somme, Marujan and goalkeeper Buhadi. Uh, meanwhile, Van der Donk has come in for Lyon and Endler has signed from PSG. Um, just looking at the NWSL League, first eight games, uh, Rain won two of their games. The next five games, they won four of them. So why were the first eight games so appalling? What was wrong with OL Rain up until like last month? It's interesting. I mean, um, kind of just looking at it from afar, I think uh, it, it almost became like, it was like almost like a new refresh team. Everybody was just kind of coming back. Uh, and I think I think it was just a matter of kind of Getting, getting everybody used to the tactics, getting everybody used to the way you know, the team wants to play. And, and sometimes it takes five, six, seven games to kind of work to just click into place. And I think with the three players that came from Leon, I think that also kind of having to try and figure out where you're going to fit them in and how they fit into the overall tactics of the team. I think once that clicked into place and now we're seeing the, the fruits of uh, you know, the labor of being able to... Uh, being able to kind of score goals at will and kind of now you know, win, win games very, very consistently. So I, th- I think it comes down to that. Is it not a credit to Renard and Hegerberg that without them for eight games, uh, this Olympic Lyon but in Seattle uh, are uh, we useless? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's almost like it almost it almost shows how the, the that, that spine of that team that we talked about earlier is so. A spine of a team is important. I think that's what that's what it, that's what it comes down to. And if you don't have a good spine, no matter who you are, it, 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 it can cause it can cause issues. And obviously, we've seen that now with you know a, a little bit of downturn in form, players being injured. We saw that Lyon weren't able to retain the Champions League, neither the, the domestic league. So um, I think it's, it's it's even more of a testament to their run in the last and their dominance in the last ten years that. It's it's kind of it kind of came to an end, you know. I, 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 I personally, I want to say it's it's just a blip that they'll come back. But I think it just goes to show that you need it, whether it's all rain or whether it's Lyon or PSG or Chelsea or Manchester City, you need a really good spine. And that spine, if that spine clicks into place and everything works out, your team can just build such a good foundation of them. Um, it, the game between Seattle and Portland, which is almost a derby, uh, kicks off. At midnight, my time, 3 a.m. your time, uh, the week it kicked off. Um, as this goes out, it'll be the weekend before. Uh, but that seems to be a big game. I know the Thorns have a really, really good fan base. And, of course, Leon, Leon Rain, Seattle, now have a, a team. At the moment, uh, Leon, 
Rain are clambering up. Uh, they are the same team. The table. Portland Thorns currently top, having only conceded seven. Which way do you think it's going to go, given that uh, Rain, Seattle are now uh, two points off second place? It's interesting because, like you said, there's only two points really separating sixth and, and second, uh, and three points separating seventh and second. So, um, you know, a win and a loss for these teams here and there can really propel you. I think, I think Portland have a big enough lead for now. I mean, they're, they're an informed team. They've won four and drawn one of the last five games. So I don't. I, I think I think Thorns. I think Thorns will edge this. I mean, especially because they're going to get Lindsay Horan back and and Becky and Becky Sauber from international duty. So I think that makes uh, makes a hell of a difference uh, to any lineup. You know, let alone uh, let alone you know their their team. I think Thorns are just in such good form. I think they'll be a little bit too much for Rain, but I, I expect it to be a close battle. Um, I think I think for Rain, it'll, it'll, the, the points will have to come from elsewhere in, in the league and uh, but you know what I think with a couple with with the three players that they got out alone and how the rest of the players they have around them Bethany Balser that's why so Sofia Huerta and, and all that I think they can they can mount a challenge and get I think they can end up in the in the playoff places so I think that's uh, you know, I think in the championship playoff places, I think, I think it's a possibility. Thank you very much for that her football hub may be the place to go to learn about the NWSL or is that is it is that worldwide football? I think they, they do they do worldwide football. So they uh, cater to everyone. So not just the NWSL, but the WSL, German league, French league, uh, Spanish football. So you can kind of find anything and everything over there. Very comprehensive. When we're talking about women's football, my experience started in about 2015. I went to see Arsenal and Chelsea because I lived very close to Kings Meadow. I remember seeing Ellie Roebuck make the most amazing save. Uh, from Chelsea as a Man City goalkeeper. I'm not surprised she's now England's number one. But I was always disappointed by Man City because they threatened to be really good. They even lost a cup final. I was at the League Cup final, Conti Cup. Uh, It was Man City against Arsenal. And all I remember from that is Georgia Stanway's dad saying, come on, Georgia, in a thick Lancastrian accent. Um, But I've seen Danielle van der Donk play several times and she's about two foot tall. She's a tiny, tiny woman, uh, and she's a very good player. So I think Leon have got themselves a steal. Um, Arsenal are in transition. Man United are in transition because Casey Stoney's gone off. Uh, the England national team are in transition. Uh, you don't have to be a betting man to call Chelsea Football Club Europe's next powerhouse. Eh? Yeah, Segway. yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Because <laughs> I wanted you to tell us about this book, because I only found about it this morning. Congratulations! Is it finished yet? I, I appreciate it. No, I'm actually just about halfway through it. I have to have it done in the next month, so I have to step up my uh, my efforts in finishing writing it. But 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 a good chunk of it is is done. No, I appreciate it. No, I, I like I said, the conversations that I had with Pitch Publishing, I, I think they went well. They were they were pleased with the. I think they were pleased with the general uh, plan and idea of how Queens of Europe went. And when I, when I asked them, do you want to do something on, on an English team? I think they jumped at the chance just because obviously they're an English-based, uh, you know, UK-based uh, publication. And then they, they jumped at the chance, especially with Chelsea kind of being kind of this, probably one of the most popular teams in kind of women's football right now. But Emma Hayes obviously has taken some good plaudits off the Euros and her you know, ITV performances as a pundit. Uh, this team reached the Champions League final. They won back-to-back WSL titles. So I thought, you know what, they're at they're an interesting crossroad where they've got certain ingredients um, to 
to become a Champions League winner and, and, and kind of, you know, dominate Europe. And, you know, the question I'm asking is, are they the next European powers? Can they replicate what Lyon have done in, in years in years past? What do they need if there is anything left to kind of fill in the gap between, you know, taking that next step and being this dominant force for the next couple of years? Because I, I though, though I think they can, they can go on a good run and, and really dominate Europe for a couple of years, I don't think we'll ever see a Lyon-style team ever again just because I think the women's game has, has progressed so much tactically and technically and, and the level of, has increased so much that I don't think that any one team will be able to dominate for maybe, you know, two, three years at a, at a, at a time, you know. Um, you know, while Barcelona are the favourites for the Champions League this year, uh, it could very well be that somebody else comes picks it up because I think it's going to be very difficult to retain uh, European titles. I think we're slowly starting to see that in domestic game teams as well. So it just made Chelsea such an interesting prospect all round to kind of you know be the next next title in uh, in, in in the series. I think Emma Hayes is going to have a book in her because um, the human interest story. She was due to have twins, and one of the twins passed away. So she is now mother of one. Her, her commentary across um, the Euros was fantastic, but I don't know how good a coach she is. We talked about Monsieur Aulas in the first half. Vic Akers is the forefather of English football in the women's game. Emma Hayes was a pupil of Vic Akers and actually moved across. She's a Spurs lass uh, who managed Arsenal, won the quadruple with them. Uh, This is nothing you don't already know. Went to Chelsea and was given carte blanche. And the Chelsea teams that I've seen have had... A few key ingredients. I used to love watching Gemma Davidson. I thought I thought she was a much better player than Kaz Carney. Uh, they're both retired now. Uh, the midfield has Beth. Well, Beth England's a striker. Uh, who is the pivot of the modern day Emma Hayes team? The pivot of the modern day Emma Hayes team. It's interesting because obviously right now you've got in in kind of midfield you've got um, she's so young. You've got Sophie Ingle and you've got Melanie Loipold. But I would have to say I think it's between. While Chi So Yun has been there for, for 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 longer, I would kind of say Sophie Ingle has kind of knitted herself together to be this 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 player in that midfield at least. Over, uh, you know, maybe, maybe didn't have her greatest season last season, but I think she's the one who, since her move from Liverpool, I think has been the one to kind of keep it together for uh, for for. Um, for her in, in, in midfield, but at the same time, you've got players like Magdalena Eriksson, who's been a stalwart at the back front. Obviously, like you said, Bethany England. Obviously, now you've got world class players in in in, uh, in Penny Lahada, Sam Kerr, Fred Kirby has, has has kind of shown her thing. So they've got a few, but I would say I would say you know if we're looking at that pivot, looking at that one player in in kind of who's kind of knitting this team together, I think Sophie Ingle has got to be up there. And. Partly, I'm talking to you a month before the WSL season kicks off. It uh, will be the Barclays WSL because they do have uh, the sponsorship now, of which more shortly. Uh, But I'm just going to get the fixture lists up because they're all going to be on Sky. Sky have now got the rights for it. The opening weekend, I don't know if the fixture computer fixed this for us. Arsenal-Chelsea is the big game in the opening weekend. Watford, by the way, are in the championship and um, hopefully the Pozzos will put some money towards this team. Um, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, uh, Bristol City in that league. 
But the big fixture is going to be Arsenal-Chelsea. I imagine you will be analysing this and some of the analysis will make it into the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be watching this. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's a, you know, my the podcast appearances that I do. I'm pretty sure that'll that'll come up over there as well. So I think I think I'm, I'm you know, what a way to kick off the the sky the sky rain hmm. for uh, for the WSL to kind of have um, Arsenal versus Chelsea uh, up there as as kind of the the one of the premier games of the of the weekend and I kind of not to mention Everton Man City I think is another big big game Everton have made you know uh, seven eight signings this season I think Willie Kirk has done a magnificent job for them Man City obviously always up there so I think you kind of start off and kind of show people a spectacle of what they can expect um, from the WSL I think you couldn't have asked for two better games to to, to start off with and I think Arsenal with their new coach Jonas Einsvall and their research their, their kind of their transition you know and Chelsea being this dominant force from last season, obviously going to be starting off as the favourites. I think we're going to get a very, very interesting and very tactical game. I've had such fun going to Arsenal, ladies. There's always a woman doing sing out loud for the Arsenal ladies after 90 seconds. That is her job. The chants are great. Arsenal are historically the team. But Chelsea are, in the current era, in the money era, the team. If, say... Sam Kerr wanted to go to America or back home to Australia. Would Ada Hagerberg be tempted? I think it's difficult because I think Ada's given everything and anything she possibly wants at Lyon. She's just recently, I think this summer, she signed a contract extension as well. So she's been tied down. So I think any any move to anywhere else will require some big money. And I think that'll have to break the Vanilla Harder world record transfer. But I think, you know, it, it depends on... The, if, I think if she has unfinished business with Lyon in the sense that they've lost the title, they've lost the Champions League, and now she's been injured for a year and a half, not, not to forget. So I think for her, if she were to win the Champions League and, and, and the domestic French League again this season, maybe there's a small part of her that says, you know what, maybe it's time to step out and go to a Chelsea or go to... Uh, another massive team in in Europe and, and try and do the same thing for them. But I think at this point, I think it's difficult just because I think she's very loyal to the club. She's very loyal to Olas and kind of what he's done for her and, and her and her kind of image and her status in the game has all come from Leon. And I think I think she's kind of going to be the face of this transition that Leon is having now. I think she knows that she wants to be there and she wants to be the leading force of of the future of this team and maybe even do it, you know, build a, build a legacy for a second time with a second set, second generation. And almost, you know, we go back to the comparison, maybe be the Lionel Messi, maybe not up to obviously he's moved to Paris Saint-Germain now, but kind of do what Lionel Messi did for Barcelona, but do it at Lyon. You know, she could want that legacy as part of her, you know, part of her name. And of course, Monsieur Alas is not going to stand in her way if she does want to leave, but at the same time, he will remunerate her adequately as per the budget. Um, this this WSL season is going to be the best one yet. It is interesting how the season opens in the week that the top two divisions don't play because it's an international weekend. Uh, the World Cup's going to be in the Emirates next year. Are you hopeful of going to Qatar? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of hopeful. I, I, w- I would like to. I mean, it's one of the very few opportunities that I'm going to have where it's going to be a little bit of an easier job to kind of fly out to Qatar and and be able to to, to make even if it's a couple of games because it's not a sh- it's not a long flight. It's a it's a very short flight, less than an hour. 
and uh, I could probably even go for a few days, watch a few games and come back. So yes, yes, the plan is to head out to uh, Qatar, but at the same time, I'm hopeful to go to the Euros in, in England next year, and I'm oh, hopeful, cool. hopeful to try and make it for the World Cup in Australia in 2023. So for me, it's it's if I can make the next three major, if I can make even one of the next three major tournaments, it would be great. But ideally, I'd like to I'd like to see myself to go to all three. Well, I would like you to sign my copy of Europe's Next Powerhouse. I will come to Wembley because it's, uh, again, about four stops on the train for me. Uh, so I would love to meet up with you next year. Is it June, the Euro? It's, it's, in, it's in between June and July. Actually, I've, won, I've, I've kind of preempted. I've already bought tickets for the final uh, in next year at Wembley. So I'm kind of hoping that everything settles down in the world so I can, I yeah. can fly in. And I, I guarantee if England make the final of the women's tournament... No coked-up imbecile with a skin head and very iffy politics is going to come and try and break in. A, because that's not the fan base, and B, by God, that will never happen again. And I'm sorry, on behalf of English football, uh, it made England look an awful country. But we are, as you know, the home of football. We were so homely that for 50 years we didn't even let women play out of, and this is not true, respect for the female sex. Biggest load of crap. So, and that, that's why America are, are the most important team in the world. Um, we've got lots of Americans coming over. We had Tobin Heath and who's the other one on my tongue? Mewis? Yes, Rachel Press. Sam Mewis. And uh, Alex Morgan for about yeah. half a minute. Um, so we're housing a lot of Americans. It's making Americans become interested in the English League. The money is coming in and it's up to you with the tactical nows to try and provide a context for it. Uh, you've watched a lot of WSL football. Who's your favourite player or a uh, shortlist? A short, okay, I'll give you a shortlist. Um, obviously, uh, Daniela van der Dock has moved on, but she was definitely on that list. But I would say, I would say, uh, I would play the hardest up there. She, for me, is one of my favourite players. Uh, I'll put it down to Magdalena Eriksson. Uh, I'll, I'll move across to other uh, to, to a couple of other teams. I think one of my favorite players, I think, is uh, is Caroline Weir, Manchester mm-hmm. City. I think she's a fantastic player. Um, I would then say Katie Sellem at Manchester United, uh, probably uh, probably amazing. And um, probably lastly, I would say uh, Kim Little and Viviana Miedemar at, uh, at Arsenal. Oh, I think she's sensational. Miedemar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That team's being built around her. Um, I'm interested and not surprised that Lauren James has moved to be near her brother. So he, she is playing for Chelsea Ladies. Uh, she's a forward, isn't yeah. she? How on earth is she going to get in this team? Yes, that's, that's the question everybody's scratching their head over, and I'm, I'm slightly scratching my head over this. I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of my only, my only current rational, logical reason for that is uh, Emma Hayes is an excellent man manager, and she's she's going to. I think she realizes that she's going to need to do a little bit more rotating this season with the level of competition that, that Chelsea will have and the number of games that, that are going to be appearing on. And I think it's also, if the talent is available, you don't miss out and you kind of worry. It's like, it's almost like by now worry about the after effects of the team later. And I think if the opportunity for Lauren James was there, she took it. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure she'll, uh, she'll, she'll figure out a way for to, to get, give Lauren James the time. And, you know, we've seen with Neen Charles, how she was kind of just on the periphery at the beginning and suddenly one injury to Marin Mielda and suddenly she became uh, a mainstay as a, as a fullback you know, towards the end of the season. Mm. So 
and, and who knows, she now becomes first choice to start the season. A question that you've been mulling over. We will know on the 5th of September what formation Chelsea will play. I've seen them play with four at the back. I think I've seen them play with three at the back. Uh, as a tactician and analyst, what formation should Emma Hayes, who, lest we forget, is one of England's most successful ever managers, what formation should Emma Hayes play? I have been advocating for three at the back for two to three months now because I always felt like this team and the squad and the shape just screams three at the back. And funnily enough, you should say that, last night they played a friendly against Rangers and they played three at the back and the, they looked very, very good. Um, they, 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 they obviously had a... Uh, switch, they switched the team around a few, few players not available because of the Olympics but I feel like for me a 3-4-3 a 3-4-2-1 for me is, is probably the way forward with this team with the players that they have and the talent pool that they have uh, at the moment and I think that is for me the three at the back is, is very it's still in its infancy in the women's game you don't see too many teams constantly playing it you don't really have a team that's, that, that uses it uh, week in, week out, people will teams will use it on you know on occasions. They're kind of surprised tactically, but no one uses it as a staple. And I feel like Chelsea could lead that um, lead lead the way and and just being a three at the back team. And you know maybe she's been taking uh, she's been having a conversation with Thomas Tuchel uh, on the men's side and, and and taking notes from him and how he's been setting up his team. Yes, um, and congratulations by the way, Kepa's brilliant um, redemption when Tuchel said, "All right then." Prove you're a good keeper, um, because because Kepa cost a lot of ruble, um, and Mendy has been playing really, really well. Basically, Petr Cech's golden boy from Rennes, uh, and played in the Champions League final, won it. Uh, Hovertz is hobbling with an arm. Do you know what the prognosis is for Hovertz's injury? Will he be back by the time this goes out? I, th- I think so. I think I think the I think the word is that he he should be fit for uh, he should be fit. I mean, if 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 the fantasy Premier League is anything to go by, the FPL game that he is fully fit, ready to go. And uh, you know, though he played he played a lot of minutes against uh, Villarreal in the Super Cup, I think he'll be I think he'll definitely play some part of the of the of the first game against Crystal Palace. Great. My team is called Shishko Inferno. Shishko Inferno. I will not change the team name when Shishko gets fired at the end of October. Watford are, Watford are doomed. Chelsea are predicted anywhere in the top three, especially with this guy. Here's a quiz question for you. Romelu Lukaku first moved to Chelsea as an 18-year-old from Underlecht. Which manager signed him? Ooh, I want to say it was Andre Villas-Boas. Oh, wow. Very, very, very good. Villas-Boas is the correct answer. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, Torres was ahead of him. Uh, Giroud, who was oh God, who was playing at the time? Kalu, Drogba might have still been there. So there was no way he was going to get in the there. team. So like yeah, De Bruyne yeah. and Salah, brilliant scouting. What a shame he couldn't get in the team. Chelsea have basically done a Pogba. They've brought him back for an astonishing amount of money. The correct thing to do. And how, how trembling might PSG be? Because this is now... We're relying on Chelsea to break up the hegemony of Man City and Paris Saint-Germain. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, but it is. I mean, let's see. I mean, the Man United aren't, aren't are, have, have done, done too bad getting James Sancho and Rafael Varane. Uh, Liverpool are, are always going to hang on the coattails of everybody else, you know, even if they haven't made too many significant signings. So uh, I, I think I think the Premier League is going to be in for one of the better and closer races that we've had in a couple of years. Uh, and I think in Europe, it's just going to be interesting. I, I'd love to see. I just, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how Messi and Mbappe and Neymar are kind of combine and, 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 and to see how they do because it's it's one of those football manager type signings where you just like you just want to see what happens and you know we'll see but you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm hopeful that Chelsea can can break up this you know the the city and PSG uh, uh, power power and uh, take it go from there retain the champions and they can win the Premier League. what an astonishing opening set of fixtures Palace at home uh, as we're talking it's tomorrow Arsenal away. Liverpool away, Villa at home, Tottenham away, Man City at home. Well, if you can get 15 points out of those games, it'll be a brilliant season for Chelsea. The manager is outstanding. Um, This is going to be fun for you because Thomas Tuchel's tactics um, are some of the most acclaimed in the world because he's a German, so he does the high press. As long as he's got a squad of 18 or 19 all pulling in the same direction and somehow he can get a fairy godmother to sprinkle something on magic dust over Werner. Pulisic, Hovertz, um, Jorginho with the penalties, although it was very nice of him to miss the penalty against England because he knew that if he won the Euro, uh, he wouldn't get free drinks from all the English pubs that he drinks in around West London. Um, uh, this is, and Kante, of course, plays two men in midfield. Someone said once, you've got Jorginho and then Kante either side. This is the best Chelsea team for 20 years. I would say one of, I would still not count out the Mourinho of 2004. I think that is um, a, a, a team written in folklore. I don't think you're ever going to get a team that's only going to concede, I think it was 15 16. or 16 goals. Yes, yeah, right. 16 goals in a, in a league season. So I would say that is very, very much up there. But I would, I think, I think on paper, this is probably the second best team that Chelsea have ever had. But if they manage to win, you know, a, a double or a treble uh, this season, I would, I would possibly even then put them up there just because um, it's in this era of, of with teams. Obviously, that era was difficult. But if you can now win your Champions League with these players there, the way they are right now, I think they could become one of Chelsea's best editors. Yeah, um, hopefully there's some depth. There might be problems at fullback, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, Europe's next powerhouse is Abdullah Abdullah's new book that comes out in January. He's currently plugging Queens of Europe, all about Olympique Lyonnais Femina. I've written an introduction to my book, which is about the FA Youth Cup, and it focuses on the players celebrating Kai Havertz's goal. Mount, Abraham, James, and I think Mark Gahey was in the squad. So you've got four or five really good youth graduates. Gilmore has, uh, was bought in and he's gone out to Norwich to have a wonderful season. It must please you yeah. that Chelsea are, and Lukaku is a homegrown player, he counts, that some of these youngsters that Adi Vivish, uh, not Vivish, Vivash and uh, Brendan Rodgers have developed, they're finally getting, less Brendan actually, but you know Brendan was in charge of the youth of in Jose's time, Jose's time. Um, yeah, it must delight you to see Mason Mount being a brilliant, brilliant midfielder. Uh, Mason Mount has just done so well. I'm so glad that he 
you know, of all players was able to make it through. He was, I know we've had a lot of, you know, the youth players been picked up, but Mason was one of them. And I, I'm so happy to see he's a Champions League winner in the second season. He's a mainstay of this team. He's one of those players that, you know, you, you look at it and you go, you know what, you're probably one of the first names on the team sheet and for an academy graduate to do that since Sean Terry. I think is, is is amazing, and there was a point where you, you you'd think was this ever going to happen again. And you've got Reese James, another big one in there. Callum Hudson Adoy, um, who's kind of in and around. James is the other one that's kind of in there. And though I think uh, Andres Christensen was obviously brought in from Bromby at the age of 14, 15, I think he has come through in the last six, seven years and developed himself from the from the academy coaches and the academy players. So to see Christensen, Dries James, Mason Mount all kind of stake their claim as as, as first-team players and, and, and viable first-team players, I think is, is brilliant to see. And there's a nice blend of youth and experience and first-teamers in this team that I think just makes the makes winning trophies all that more sweet and better. Is it good that Roman Abramovich cares about the Chelsea woman as well as the men? Because he is um, siphoning some money off. Obviously, Emma Hayes has more or less complete independence. I think it's. I think it's brilliant. I think. I think we've seen with other teams uh, who, you know, their men's team is obviously well funded, but the women's team isn't as well taken care of. And the fact that the owner is so invested in the women's team and he wants it to be as successful as his men's team, and kind of, I think that goes as a. As a I think that shows a lot more about the club as the club philosophy as a whole, as the hierarchy or looking at both sides of the coin and saying, you know what, we want to make both our men's, women's and youth academy, you know, the best in the world. And the fact that he was there, he, he was there, you know, he met Emma you know, after the Champions League final defeat. He was in the dressing room. I mean, the fact that he actually went to go and watch the game was a big deal. The money that they're putting in, I mean, they put a lot of money in to get Sam Kerr. They broke the transfer record to get Penny Lajada. You know, the re-signing players, you know, like Bethany England and, and, and getting in Melanie Leupold is another one. So they're able to, 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 to back the coach and say, you know what, whatever you need to to make this team the where it, where it needs to be, we will support you without any questions asked almost. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this season they'll get continued, she'll get, you know, Hammer Hayes will be continued to get backed. And I think it just bodes well. I mean, it's it, like we said, I mean, the fact that, if Olas is putting in 10 million euros a season as his budget, and I mean, let's face it, in the men's game, 10 million, 10 million euros is pocket change. You know, it's 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 the the fee that we're paying for, you know, academy players to kind of get signed in, or you know, or like backup players to like the third choice right back, but for teams of the level of say Southampton, Watford, and whatnot, and even then, you know, higher prices are quoted. So. If, if you if you only have to put in five six million pounds into into a women's side right now and, and you can get the best players, then you know it's 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 nothing like it. So, but I mean, I guess it's the principle that he's taking more of an interest rather than just the fact that it's not much money for him. I think the interest is is huge. Emma Hayes is doing a lot of interviews. A lot of the players are doing more media stuff. Are you speaking to any players themselves? Are you conducting any interviews? Uh, with Chelsea, I am in the process of trying to trying to do that. So hopefully, wish me luck, and I hopefully get some exclusive content through uh, some of the players. But I've spoken to a lot of Chelsea journalists, a lot of people connected to the club, gotten some good sound bites, and I got some good information on kind of how the club runs and Emma Hayes as a person, as a as a, as a tactician, as a coach. So uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of good tactical, but also off the pitch content to kind of complement it together. Uh, definitely going to be one of the 
I'm, I'm already I'm already close to surpassing my word count from from the from Queens of Europe. So this is definitely going to be bigger and better than the, than the last one. And for any news on Abdullah Abdullah's updates about this book, you go to Kuhn Abd, K-U-N-A-B-D, the book, uh, um, Queens of Europe, dedicated to the small group of Twitter followers that have appreciated my work from day one. Thank you for your support. So you'd like to thank the fans. Uh, Credit to the lads. They did well. It's, It's wonderful, this burgeoning movement of analysis of women's football. And you are at the very vanguard of it, along with... Uh, can you just say the name of that Bahraini journalist again? Maram. Her name is Maram, but she goes by the name Maram Per90 on, on Twitter. M-A-R-A-M. She's developing at a rapid pace, but I think in a year's two time, I think she's going to skies the limit for her. I think she's going she's gonna to sail through. Bro, thank you very much. Queens of Europe is out now. Good luck with the Chelsea book. And um, maybe Chelsea will challenge for the title. They've got to defend a Champions League first. Yeah, let's hope so. I appreciate it. Cheers. Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library!